Hello, welcome to the Academy Talk Show. My name is DB, and today we're joined with Mr. Mike Vaccaro, a sports journalist for the New York Post. So, um, hello, Mike. Um, just for the audience right now, could you uh, give us some examples of athletes that you've interviewed in the past so that they get a sense of what kind of journalist you are? Sure. Well, I've been in the business for about 30 years, wow. and so I've probably interviewed just about every prominent athlete that's uh, done anything notable or infamous in the last <laughs> in that right. time. I mean, Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. Shaquille O'Neal, um, Derek, Derek Jeter, Tiger Woods, uh, you name it, Roger Federer. I mean, I not always one-on-one, -on -one, but uh, you know, one of the good things about, uh, one of the things I enjoy about my job is that I get to go to, the, to a lot of pretty, pretty interesting events. So wow. uh, I haven't done the Masters in several years, but I used to go to the Masters. I've done golf tournaments where I've been mm -hmm. able to to uh, spend some time around Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, and, wow. and uh, you know all the, you know certainly every prominent New York athlete uh, of the last 25 years, um, I've had occasion to interview. You know, every sport, whether you're talking about Henry Cullen mm -hmm. with the Rangers, or Derek Jeter, or David Wright, or Sam Darnold, mm -hmm. Eli wow. Manning. Um, these are all guys that I've covered, and you know that I know. I mean, know from a professional standpoint. You know, I see. I mean, okay. covered their careers and so forth, but uh, but the uh, my most of the athletes that I do have relationships with are, are New York centric athletes or athletes who played for the New York mm -hmm. teams. But uh, just because that's where my home base has been for the most most of the last twenty five years. Wow. So yeah. as a sports journalist, mm -hmm. do you find that there are some um, boundaries that you can't cross as a journalist? As you've talked about, there's a very strict line between a professional relationship and as a personal relationship. Right. Do you find that there's some questions that you just can't ask athletes? Um. I, I, look, I mean, to me, uh, an athlete's personal life uh, should be off limits, unless it affects his professional life. If he, I see. If he can't show up at work because because something happened in his personal life, then I think he has to answer for that. Right. Just for one to, to cite one example of of, of many. Mm -hmm. um, and look, I'm mean, I work for the New York Post, so we have a, you know we have page six, which is the probably the most famous gossip page in the world. Right. Um, and so they have different uh, uh, standards and different. Uh, uh, motivations than, than the sports page does, which actually is, it makes it easier for me, really, because to me, I mean, anything that, uh, you know, that would be gossipy necessarily, right. uh, who's newest son Syndergaard dating, I don't care, <laughs> and I don't have to care, mm -hmm. but page six cares, and they and, and so they take care of that kind of right. stuff. Um, you know, that was something that really kind of came into into a, almost a daily reckoning when the when the Yankees had both Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez, right. and it's interesting to see the difference between the two of them, because... You very rarely saw Derek Jeter mm -hmm. on page six. He, he kept a lot of his, even though he was a very publicly a bachelor and a you know a, an eligible bachelor in New York. Right. You know much of what he did he did privately. Mm -hmm. um, Alex Rodriguez tended to show up a lot on page six because a lot of what he did he did before the public eye. Nothing wrong with that. Right. <clears throat> and that doesn't make you know, make either one of them you know a better guy or a worse guy than the other one. But mm -hmm. uh, it, it is interesting to see how they decided to to live their very public New York lives. And even though we're not talking about a long time ago for either one of them, mm -hmm. I wonder how either one of them would have been able to do it now. Because I think both of them, you know, have played recently enough to where the advent of cell phone cameras were, you know, they, they had to know what they were, how they were behaving in exactly. clubs because somebody might snap it. But now mm -hmm. I think the proliferation of those things is even greater. So uh, even the lives they lived publicly 10, 15 years ago, I think it's a much different thing. I mean, we saw Eli Manning walk into a into a bar in Hoboken, right. and there were about you know a thousand people who were able to 
to produce mm-hmm. cell phone pictures. And he wasn't doing anything nefarious. Right. You see him walking into a bar. You know, it sounds like a joke. Quarterback walks, walks into a bar. <laughs> um, but that's kind of something that I think that, uh, you know, it's easy to blur those lines. And so to me, you know, like I said, I mean, I don't care who, you know, the quarterback is dating. I don't, I don't care who Sam Darnold is dating. Right. I don't care what his favorite club is. I don't mm-hmm. have to care because, you know, I, I can generally talk mostly about what he's doing on the field. Right. That's what people kind of come to me to read about mm-hmm. as opposed to the other stuff. Exactly. So would you categorize yourself as a journalist to be um, academic in some sense in that you focus purely on their play rather than, let's say, sports journalists who kind of focus on the things around their play and what's kind of influencing your play. Could you talk about yeah. the different categories? Well, look, as a, as a columnist, I have to have a voice about and an opinion about what they do and how they do. Right. And, you know, I think, I, I think there's this perception that, uh, especially sports writers, always tend to look for the negative because it okay. sells more papers <laughs> yes. and gets more clicks. Right. And I've always found that to be completely, completely opposite. To me, the thing that's best for business is when you write about good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if writing about the Yankees, you know, in the, in the World Series, the papers are going to all sell out. And you're going to go crazy with your numbers on the internet. Mm-hmm. Same thing if the Mets win the pennant or if the Giants are in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that people aren't going to read the bad stuff. Right. But the but 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 you know, it's like when I tell people, they're like, "Oh, you just want all the teams to lose because it's good for you." I'm like, "No, what's what's good for business for us is when the teams are good and when the, when the athletes are good." Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Be, 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 because I'm paid for my opinion, sometimes that means that it's not necessarily, you know, the, 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 the basic journalist credo is to be objective and to kind of stay, stay you know, a little detached from. Right. But as a columnist, you kind of have to have a viewpoint. You exactly. have to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes that means firing the manager. Sometimes that means <laughs> trading the center fielder mm-hmm. you know, or trading the quarterback or benching the quarterback. Right. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, that's all part of the job, but that can't be the only part of the job. I mean, right, the, right. You know, the problem is, I think, for a lot of, you know, sometimes if, if, if all you do is, is, is yell and scream and have hot takes, mm-hmm. I think sometimes people tend to get kind of deaf to them. Right, right. And I think, like, for instance, I mean, I've, you know, I'll, I'll gladly light my blowtorch and, <laughs> and, and, and take someone to task, but, mm-hmm. but, but I do it selectively because to me, you know, if you do it all the time, it's not going to have anywhere near the impact as if you do it occasionally and appropriately. Mm-hmm. So do you ever see that like athletes because of these like critical opinions that journalists have have kind of like a bad impression of columnists and journalists? I mean, Marshawn Lynch famously did not talk to journalists for mm-hmm. quite a number of days. So do you think that there's like this negative impression within the sports world about journalists? I think that the, I, I think that uh, look I, I, I think there's there, there are two ways you can go. There are, there, there are some athletes, I'll, I'll cite David Cohn, the old right. Yankees pitcher, mm-hmm. who love the give and take every day with sports writers. And I, I won't deny that because he was so accessible, he probably got the benefit of the doubt once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that there are other athletes who have been burned early in their careers or even later in their careers. Right. And that's the kind of thing that, they, that, that, that stays with them. And so mm-hmm. their, their level of trust isn't what it, maybe what it was before. Right. Um, I, I also don't blame them, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I mean... I get it that, um, you know, if I'm critical of you, I mean, I'm critical of you, <laughs> you know, what's your impression of me going to be? You know, I mean, it's, exactly. it's going to be different than it was before I was critical of you. For right. whatever reason, I don't like your tie. <laughs> you could have said, oh, that guy's a kind of a jerk, right? Well, right. I mean, you, you take it to the next level and say, well, I'm going to now criticize what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, in Marshawn Lynch's case, in, in Marshawn Lynch's case, you know, if hypothetically, you know, I, I, I'm questioning his, his effort, 
mm -hmm. questioning if he, if he has if he's lost a step or two. I mean that's you know not even theoretically that's going to to to, to, to at least in the public perception that's going to to, to, to lead to damaging him right. or the other whether it's his reputation whether it's you know if, if the front office believes it could 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 could, could, it could impact his salary and mm -hmm. that's that's these are all or, or at least there's the idea that it might mm -hmm. and so you understand why there's that kind of delicate balance I mean. Look, I mean, and I've certainly had athletes who've shut down uh, on me uh, mm -hmm. because of things I've written. I understand mm -hmm. that. That's part of the game. I mean, it's, uh, but it's also part of what, <coughs> excuse me, establishing credibility is because I see. to me, you know, I write for my readers. Mm -hmm. And so my, I have to believe my readers come to me because they have faith that what I'm going to tell them is the truth, whether mm -hmm. it's about the outcome of a game, whether it's about how an athlete is proceeding whether it's if a coach or a manager can do the job or not. Okay. And if they stop believing that I'm telling them the truth, then I've kind of lost a step of my own credibility. I see. Okay. Thank you so much for of your course. time. A lot of fun. <laughs> Thank Good you. Good questions, too. Thank you.